0: and welcome back to Ammonite Movie Night, the show where everything's made up and your Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions don't matter. Um, before we get started tonight, I just wanted to say thank you to people who reached out. You know, last week I put up a message from Kev, our our trademark, sorry there's no show solo show that I do, and uh, everything's fine. I sounded like something really, truly horrible had happened, and I want to um, say thank you everybody for reaching out. I'm fine. We're fine. Jared, how you doing?
1: Um. Well, I'm on clone number three, so theoretically everything's fine. Yeah. Who knows what, hap- what happened to that last guy? Oof.
0: J-Cubed is fine. Everything's great. Thank you, though. We love you and we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to open this show on a down note, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention we-, we missed our usual recording night. And so as a result, we are coming straight off David Zaslav's uh, Q2 or- earnings call for Warner Discovery. And I'm sad to report that the, the Revenant only podcast has been canceled.
1: It's tragedy.
0: I just saw it on deadline. I'm sorry, guys. When did you guys, this isn't how you're finding out, is it?
1: So, uh, okay. I've known for a little while. I've been, uh, I just don't know how to talk to Brandon about it. I understand. I mean, if you, you know, Brandon, I'm sorry. This is how you're going to learn about it. I can't handle this right now. No. David didn't even
0: call Zaslav.
1: He sent me a text. He sent me a fucking text.
0: Craziness. Well, you know, I didn't know you guys were scripted content. That's what blew my mind.
1: I feel like Bobby seeing a picture of Laura Palmer. Oh my God. Wait,
0: Laura Palmer?
1: Oh, Angelo. Oh, that's tearing my heart out. <laughs> that's it, Angelo. You've
0: done it. All right, Angelo, that's enough. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Angelo Badalamente, Laura Palmer's theme. How do you like that? Uh, No, everything's fine. We're back. Uh, Jared said, uh, you know, the, the check can't uncash, right? So that's good news.
1: Mm-hmm. But, Kevin, what's happening to DC? So, I was about to call it DC Comics, but I think it's just called DC now. Oh, no yeah,
0: whatever, whatever
1: that happened. Kevin, no longer will we refer to as Detective Comics Comics is just Detective Comics abbreviated DC.
0: Yeah, you know, they said Batgirl. No, they said Ezra Miller continues to be a big yes. Uh, Zaslav even said on the call that we're very excited about the Flash, which I don't know. I mean, they said they also said they had a 10 year MCU style plan. Which, which, like, <laughs> what part of that plan involves this new Batman franchise that's extremely popular and did super well, that has spinoffs on HBO Max, and what part of it includes Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in the musical Joker
1: sequel? Hmm. Right? I like, think this feels like the time when I was 13 and I told my mother I cleaned my room. I didn't. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Much to consider.
0: Very similar vibe, so. We'll see. I don't know. I have some. I have more faith now than I did last night on Austin Pod, which you'll be able to hear on Monday.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know. A corporation is going to do what it may, and uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens from it.
0: I I will say, like I got so worked by some of the big rumors about all that. And again, Austin Pod is covered in jokes about it because I got worked so good by the rumors that ended up all being false because they were from crazy sources, right? Craziness. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I may never believe a rumor again. And I'm like, do I even care anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, you know, are, the, are my hacks people going to get fired? That's really what I care about. <laughs> are the people who make fair. hacks, can, can they go to work? It seems like the answer is yes, so that's good. That's a relief.
1: Hey, what happened with um Ben Affleck in a vest and tie hanging out with Jason Momoa? What was up with that?
0: Oh yeah, it's Ben Affleck's in Aquaman two now, which means that in some way, in some form, the Snyderverse lives on, which is insane.
1: You know what? I'd actually be okay with the Snyderverse living on if Batman gets an eye patch over his cowl. I'm not joking. I think that would rule because that's so excessive and it's bordering on shonen anime, which is kind of where DC needs to shift into in terms of how ridiculous and excessive but earnest these things are. I we'll think that'd be a good look. Yeah. We'll
0: see. Again, nothing Ooh. says excessive and earnest like a Lady Gaga musical. Uh, I hope it's a complete New York New York rip for Joker oh. 2.
1: You know, that movie was so beloved. Um, <laughs> um, what is, has Scorsese done a musical? Like a full bunch of guys put on little shoes and do a little dance. And oh, sing a little yeah. Song?
0: It was his first flop. It's called New York, New York. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Mm, New York,
0: New York. Liza Minnelli and Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. De Niro. In a musical. I've actually never seen it.
1: Oh, I was about to say, actually, in all seriousness, what year was that? Just out of curiosity. This was uh
0: 1977.
1: He followed up Taxi Driver with you. That's his right. Drink. That's
0: <laughs> right. It was his 1941. Hey, a 3.3 3 on Letterboxd, right? Hey, that's not terrible. That's a bunch fine. of a bunch of the usual suspects loving it because it had an art house like restoration or something, like in the early days of the pandemic. I think.
1: Oh goodness, I remember that.
0: That was so fun. anyway, Jared, let's get out of this discussion because I really like talking about HBO makes my head hurt at this point. I may, I may never pull, talk about
1: HBO again, pulling the ejector seat, pull uh, my string
0: and, and uh, birthday parties today. Hey, look, it's been a couple weeks. Why don't you tell me what you've been watching? Give me a couple of things.
1: Sure. Um, I, where you were punished for thinking of rumors, I was rewarded continually the Chrono Cross remastered that I thought was that was a rumor that turned out to be not a rumor is real. And I was that was a that was a yeah. last year, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's, yeah. it's
0: recent. It's recent.
1: Yeah. The game came out. I'm just saying that that was the first time I had it. There was a rumor. And I said, oh, oh, and I was rewarded once more. Friend of the show, Sean, told me about a rumor that Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together was getting was rumored. Oh, that wasn't
0: announced
1: it was announced today oh shit yeah i just wanted to bring that up because it's the only way this could get better is if xenogears gets a re-release in some way on the switch so i can play in bed that one's probably happen no i think it will happen if chrono cross gets a remake i think xenogears is next xenoblade is popular dude Xenoblade 3 is coming out. They would be they would be foolish not to capitalize on another thing called Xeno uh, noun. But how do you feel about JRPGs?
0: Uh, I'm in like, the abstract. Whatever about it. Look, in the abstract, uh, how do I feel about the entire genre? Generally, I don't have enough hours in the day.
1: Very fair. <laughs>
0: not to be rude about it, but I just do not have enough hours in the day.
1: Now is the perfect time to play JRPGs if you've ever cared about these this absurd genre. Oh, yeah. And if you have a Switch, you have no excuse. If you have an inkling of a care for JRPGs, anything you could possibly care about is coming out for the Switch. Live a Live, a legendary mid 90s square RPG with a weird, sad, beautiful story that never got localized. Not only is it localized, 2.5D. But you all knew that if you care about it. So what am I talking about? Doesn't this big matter. It big news. We're, dude, Tactics Ogre is getting a remake. That's huge. This game got a remake. The last time we cared about Tactics Ogre was in 2010 for the PSP. I destroyed my PSP because I put it in my pocket and that apparently was a bad idea. Sure. Mm-hmm. But that was what I've been hyper-focusing on because, Jesus, my PSP's broken. I did watch some movies, as I want to do, In preparation for Predator, I decided, all right, let's watch Predator 2.
0: Oh, okay. So this is what I was going to ask. You know, Hulu saw me watching Predator and has been recommending every other Predator movie to me. Now, I had seen Predators. I know Predator Mm 2 is not supposed to be great. And that the fourth one is the dirt
1: worst. Uh, The Shane Black joint? Yes. Yeah. I started that and immediately stopped because I just... Just didn't feel good. Felt like a bad movie. Uh, The one with Adrian Brody I watched, um, I'm going to say last year. I don't remember liking it, so I didn't rewatch it this time. But I did see Predator 2 and Alien vs. Predator, which is way, 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 way better than I remember.
0: Yeah, you know, that was the first thing I had seen with either character. So maybe I'm biased about that. I was also 13 years old, and it felt very Hmm. adult to be going to... Alien vs. Predator at the time on my birthday, I believe. This was an August 13th. A PG 13 movie. Fucking stupid. <laughs> what an idiot. We went to Monkey Bone opening weekend. I had been there and done that already. But I don't know. There was something like, ooh, like, you know, I shouldn't have been doing this. And the movie is not awesome, right? It's a Paul W.S., though.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it feels like a bad Mortal Kombat movie him look, look at that Paul WS I, I' have an affinity for his movies I like what he does they're it's all stupid 2000 schlock but it's the pinnacle of what that means and it's kind of on display here nothing really makes sense it's kind of really stupid but it has this claustrophobia to it that I really enjoy that I remember aliens not having that claustrophobia alien of course is like trying to breathe through a paper bag and this didn't capture that quite feel that quite exact feeling but it was there it has a maze that changes form every 10 minutes and it's hellish if that's your like something that makes you nervous uh the action isn't great because it's pg-13 but it was enjoyable predator 2 has a scene where uh donald glover does a fo- ha <laughs> Um, I do have some. Predator to say. 2. I predator 2 has a scene where Danny Glover does a forward flip in response to an explosion in the background. So it can't be all that bad, but let's be honest here. The standout scene from that movie is when uh, the Predator makes crystal meth in a sink, and then it uh, affects him so strongly that he runs through an apartment complex. What? I said what I said, damn it. Predator I does said, meth? What Okay, so he goes to a little sink and makes these little blue crystals. You're still with me? Oh, okay. Little it's magic blue crystals, predator meth. Okay. And he presses them into a wound, screams, and then runs through several um, dry <laughs> walls. So, yes, meth.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> it's not very good. It It drops everything intelligent and enjoyable about Predator, which... I can speak to the stars about. We'll get we'll get to you later in the later in the show. <sighs> it's not bad. It's dumb and stupid and not good, but it's weirdly not bad. It's enjoyable. <laughs> Put that on the back of the box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's dumb and stupid and bad and bad, but it's not bad.
1: Exactly. You know what um what's that term? Ikyak. If you know what you know. Icky. It's an icky moment right there, boys. It's true.
0: You know, I remember liking Predators great. I I thought it was pretty good. Frustrating Mm -hmm. in that it was a setup for more that would never come because people abandoned it on opening day. Yeah. It's a bummer.
1: Standout watch, however, is I finally revisited the giant robo OVA, which which is a beautiful, beautiful monster of a story. It's directed by Imagawa. I'm not going to say his first name because I'll mess it up. But he is known for directing G Gundam, Getter Robo Armageddon, Getter, Getter Robo Armageddon, and Shin Mazinger Z, which I talked about probably around this time oh, last wow, year. Oh wow, crazy! Yeah, true. He's the guy that you pull in when you want to do a remake of an old property, which is what Giant Robo is. Uh, it's mixture. It's a mixture of uh, wusha, melodrama, opera. And the Iron Giant. And it's quite possibly one of the best anime ever made. It was uh, made between the years 1992 and 1998. It feels like the last gasp of the OVA type of film. And um, for those who don't know, an OVA is a uh, pretty much... (laughs) In the 80s, Japanese animation was um, just funnel a load of money into one 45-minute project. And you release it on video and people buy it for exorbitant prices. And that's how you make your money back. They're usually beautiful. The story is generally nonsensical. But you're you are dazzled by everything you see on screen. And this was began at the very end of that, because that's when the Japanese uh, economic bubble burst. And it ended at the at the it ended after Evangelion, which was a game changer uh, I would almost go as far as to say that Fooly Cooley is the last OVA in terms of how it was made. Sure, sure. But an OVA, is a, it's a video rental, radio cell, and Fooly Cooley was not like that. It was just in that format, and it was on telly, on the television. On telly. On the telly. I don't want to talk about Giant Robo because I will fall down a rabbit hole because this is quite a story. Yeah. But the creator of Giant Robo, also created Gigantor, otherwise known in Japan as uh, Tetsujin 28. Uh, His name is Mitsutero Yokoyama. And the cool part about Giant Robo is if you thought Smash Brothers was the most ambitious crossover of all time, Imagawa came in and said, you know what? I'm taking all of Yokoyama's stories, putting them into one universe, and that's going to be Giant Robo. Hell yeah. That sounds crazy. I don't know if it's a great introduction to anime or mecha or if it's a great midway through, but I think everyone should probably experience it at some point in their lives. It's very good. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, No
0: movement from me, by the way, on anime corner, Um, (laughs) you know, we all have very busy lives. What can I tell you? I am uh, currently running up that hill with stranger things. And uh, let me tell you, I want to eat KFC and play dig dug and Baskin Robbins and whatever else metallica right i love mm. i love when my super 8 ripoff has commercials in it that's my current review of stranger things 2 is i love when my bland like decent super 8 ripoff has ads in it i'm loving it i'm lo- no it's good it's a good you know it's good yeah. i really don't see what the fuss is about
1: i have to be honest i just don't yeah. see it are you um are you on the season with freddy krueger
0: no, I have no idea. I, someone was being very nice and was very careful about not spoiling that for me. And then I went immediately on like Google app. And the first thing that came up, of course, right after Doctor Strange spoilers was Freddy Krueger in Stranger Things. And I'm like, great. Okay. Well, now I know that Robert England's in Stranger Things. Don't make a face because I, I knew it from, it was spoiled for me already like the day the show came out. So,
1: yeah. That's, that's something that's just impossible to, um,
0: it's common knowledge. Avoid. He's, you know, he's in the cast list, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm like, I'm like 15 terrifying hours away. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I just have to get there. I have to run up that hill. I have to make that deal with God. And maybe that'll, I mean, maybe that stuff, maybe three and four make a difference in our grade. Like one was like cute. Two is, this is a retread with ads in it all over the fucking place. Although now that we're in like episode four and five, most of the casual curious viewers who would be fooled by an ad like that where a character is cut to and all he has to say is finger looking good. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, um, that stuff makes me sick. (laughs) Sorry. Like it's bad, Uh, but no, it's fun. You know, it's, it's again, not Shakespeare, but it's fun and that's my anime let's call that my anime for the week running up that heel not watching anime make a deal with who you a show
1: anyway i was i was thinking of picking up season uh season four of uh stranger things yeah i, I heard it's the good
0: there's like yeah. a nine hour long episode
1: oh my favorite
0: <laughs> just what we needed on tv but uh no i
1: mean it's fun instead of watching Kiss Glove's Decalogue, I can watch Stranger Things. Great. <laughs> great. You can eat Baskin-Robbins in one
0: hand, KFC in the other, finger looking good, mm. q hanging out.
1: Mmm, yummy. Tasty. Did you
0: have anything else, Jared? I think we hit it.
1: Oh, Oh, uh, Raiders of Lost Ark, good.
0: Oh, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we, we go.
0: We watched that recently for Austin, and yeah, it's a great movie.
1: I popped it on uh, sometime last week, just because I haven't seen it in a while, and yeah. It's really nice to um, watch every scene where Indy fights a Nazi and it's just slapstick because fuck those guys. Hey,
0: speaking of a Nazi's face melting off, have you been watching this Alex Jones court footage, by the way? Ah, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, but like what the <laughs> fuck is going on I, there?
1: I, I peeked my I popped my head in because my mother had it on television. I didn't know what was happening, so I left the room. It seems like it was really, really, really stupid.
0: Did you ever imagine like five, six years ago when I was walking around Chris's kitchen doing the Alex Jones voice that one day he would be, yeah, me too. Jared's nodding. Let the record show. Jared is nodding very vigorously. And I also thought I thought it would be sooner than that.
1: It was, it's just one of those. Oh, this guy's going to go to jail for something he could have easily avoided by not talking or being a a, a human being. <laughs> yeah, well
0: you know it's alex jones so of course the only alex. guy he can get to represent him is either a clown or desperately trying for a mistrial he won't get
1: um it's fun to be fair to be fair the pandemic probably um pushed it along a little later than we expected this probably could have happened uh, 2 years ago but it's happening now so
0: oh yeah true because it's all about yeah 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 sorry not not to get too far into it but i had to make the connection because I want people to know that although I used to do Alex Jones as a character and we all had a lot of great fun, uh, the truth is really ugly and terrible and uh, we disavow Alex Jones. We
1: we're banish him. To, um, we're going back to uh, jo- uh, J. Jonah Jameson impressions from here on out. We
0: banish forever. him. Yeah, exactly. Um, that that same, you know, if you liked Alex Jones, I do the same voice for J. Jonah Jameson. So, <laughs> um, What do you,
1: do you have anything else on your play cup?
0: Um, I want to cool? maybe mention, you know, running a little long. I want to mention the bad guys real quick, which is the DreamWorks movie with a really amazing uh, visual style. The, you know, it's almost perfect. It's almost really amazing. It's very good. It's really great. It's entertaining. I liked it. It's on Peacock. If uh, you have that and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the first half is kind of like what it is. And then they subvert themselves in ways that you don't expect and that really surprise. And that's where the movie really gets special. Um, But it's one of those, you know, you got to sit through an episode of Stranger Things worth. You got to run up that hill and uh, (laughs) no, no, no. But, it, you know, it's one of those that gets really good about 45 minutes in when the plot twists and it's time to, like, really dig into the story. Yeah, I um, feel that. But, but that first half hour, 45 minutes is still really good. So Mark Marin plays a snake that is dressed like Hunter S. Thompson. How do you like that? <laughs> All right.
1: I'm okay with that. That's
0: what I we've like been that. watching. Without further ado, do you have anything else, Jared? Nothing really great. O'Doyle rules. Uh, I really like DC multiverses. I don't have a lot else to say about it. Uh, if you play Finn, uh, stop playing Finn. Maybe play other characters. And, uh, and that's pretty much it for me. Jared, you good?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty chill. Would you like to move on to our premiere, Alien versus Predator? Sorry, Alien and Predator? Yeah, you know,
0: we're doing back-to-back verses on the show. Next week, we're doing Freddy versus Jason. We're doing Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and we're doing, I hope to God, it's Friday the 13th, Part 7. Jason Lives. Mm -hmm. Right, because 8 is Jason Takes Manhattan. No, yeah. oh, wait a minute. No, eight is the new blood. Whatever. We're doing Jason lives. Fuck it. Whatever.
1: We're building. We're doing it live. Whatever number it happens to be. It doesn't matter. So if you
0: want to write in about that, if you want to tell me I'm wrong about stranger things, being like super a Jace with a chicken commercial in it, which by the way is still a pretty good show. Um, if you want to talk to me about our review of super eight and Spider-Man from last year, anything, anything, amntpod at gmail.com.
1: Do you want us to review Super 8 again? We won't.
0: I may talk about it on the show after I'm done catching up. I was thinking of revisiting again
1: because uh, oh, shit. I gotta know. I, follow suit. I better follow suit. Crap. It's
0: a better story. We don't have to, we don't have to
1: review it again. <laughs>
0: uh, but no, it is time now to flip the John F. Kennedy half dollar that has become the Aura Ammonite Movie Night coin.
1: All right. So. heads heads is all right no i was thinking it over i think heads should be predator yes tails alan he's
0: a headhunter and the tail is fatal and sad alan yeah that's great okay
1: i'd say that's a pretty good place to start
0: ridley scott's alien the story of space truckers who come upon some weird shit, seemingly on purpose, from their shady employers at Whalen Utani.
1: So this is a ripoff of Dark Star, right?
0: Oh God, we're already here. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah,
0: right. Dan O'Bannon worked on Dark Star.
1: <laughs> uh, so. This is the first time I've seen this movie. Yeah. You know this by now. If you've listened to a single show in the past two months, cause I have to mention it each time. It's Not a sure shock.
0: Why. It's a shock, man. Like,
1: yeah, it's pissing me off. Cause watch as the, within the first five minutes, I realize, Oh man, I should have watched this when I was 12.
0: Yeah. I've been having a lot of those this year. Honestly, it's the,
1: the natural escalation of the pacing in this movie is insane. The first five minutes you're watching, you're just looking at a ship. Then you see the inside. Then you see some sleepy people. Then one of them gets up. Then he goes to a different room, and someone is also waking up. Then they're having breakfast. That's the first five minutes. Just allows you to familiarize with the environment. The place where the horror happens. It's it's almost comfy. Like, it tricked me for a little while. There's a point, there's a part where, um... They have to settle down on a planet. I'll talk about her about the plot in a bit. We'll get get there. Hey, look,
0: look, look, look. We know our audience, and you know yourself. You have seen Alien. You've seen Predator. We're going to talk about them all in detail. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: I wrote down in my notes, this is weirdly comfy. Just as they start to go down onto the planet and things start to, like, get a little iffy. I was like, oh, no, shit, I should probably erase that. I I mean, it's
0: a really good slasher structure. Oh yeah! Right, we get to live with everybody. We get maybe a couple fake outs. We we learn their struggles. We learn their life. Everything the intensi- is put into
1: place nicely. The dreamlike intensity of the opening—it's very like 2001: A Space Odyssey in places, the si- where sure. the silence fi- where the silence fills the frame better than any human being could. It's suffocate. It's suffocating in the best way cuz you don't feel it's not anxiety inducing it's just sort of strangely tense like you don't know what how you're supposed to feel about this and i'm 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 coming from someone who knows what alien is it's a slasher movie in space i did not expect this it's similar to how i did not know halloween the carpet the carpenter original ends with seeing shots of the house right i did not realize the opening would be this slow and quiet the fact that you see alien the title morph into different shapes before becoming the roman words you know alien right didn't know that was happening oh my god how amazing was that how amazing was that stupefying i did not see that coming and as as soon as i as soon as i realized i had not moved for like a solid minute i just turned off all the lights and continue to not move for two hours beautiful film
0: Yeah, it's it's and you know, that sequence helps to hypnotize Mm -hmm. you just as the whole first, whatever it is, half hour does, right?
1: Yeah. Like it slows you down a little bit. It brings you to where the movie wants you to be. It immediately arrests you. It's one of those things where if you don't find yourself slowing down, you need to turn the film off and watch it another time, I'd I'd say. Which is perfect. It's beautiful. The plot for the movie is pretty simple. Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton bitches about his money. <laughs> then they have a really bad dinner. More to it, of course. Um, a bunch of a bunch of people on on a space on a space junker get a get a distress call. They settle down on a on a planet, to se- figure out oh no, there's something living here, and then they bring it back with them. And halfway through the movie. <laughs> It's, um well, it's not friendly. Right. I will admit, the burster scene was terrifying, but the way the damn thing skitters off the table, I actually laughed out loud. You know, not, in a, not in a bad way, not in a bad way, but it was just like, man, that was silly.
0: <laughs> Have you seen
1: Spaceballs? <laughs> Have I seen Spaceballs? I don't
0: fucking know, Jared. You Have haven't I... seen Alien.
1: Have I seen Spaceballs?
0: Well, look. When I first saw the ending of Space Balls, and you know I don't want to ruin it, but you know what I'm talking about. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Of course. But I didn't have the context because I wouldn't see Alien until high school. So fucking uh it is hilarious if you don't know what you're getting into.
1: Except for like I was a Looney Tunes fiend, so I was just happy that the scary thing turned out to be a silly little guy.
0: <laughs> um the, my favorite piece of trivia in a movie of all time, like better than Aragorn breaking his toe on the stupid hat or whatever, is that those reactions were completely genuine. Yeah. And they did not warn the actors what the effect actually was going to look like or feel like, much less the splash of fluid everywhere. Yeah. So there's a point where an actress goes, Oh, God. And that's real. And
1: that's amazing.
0: And that's cinema.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Lambert, God. Lambert. I think that's that. Character. Oh,
0: definitely. Definitely.
1: She's great. Cause that's exactly how a normal person would react. Just bright red, runny nose, trying to not have a panic attack because what the hell was that? She it's human. You know, I'm looking at the
0: cast list on Wikipedia and there's all sorts of interesting, you know, Veronica Cartwright and Harry Dean Stanton actually also were not super into doing this movie. <laughs> uh, Veronica Cartwright was like, not really into the weakness of that character until, you know, she was made to think or convinced that she represents us when we watch this film and like the true terror and the fear, you know, I think that works. I get it. I've never really thought of it like that because I'm so zeroed in like on Ripley and on Kane mm-hmm. and on, on Yafet Kodo.
1: She ne- she doesn't feel like a, an audience surrogate, just someone who's scared alongside us, which yeah. is like a reassurance.
0: I brought I brought nice. it up because I wasn't sure if it was the kind of thing you would just tell somebody to get them to agree to make a movie. <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> we although don't have enough, we don't have enough money to recast you. God damn it, just just just, just do something.
0: Maybe I should gritty. watch. Got to watch the Lambert cut to figure out what's going on there. And uh, <laughs> you know, Harry Dean Stanton uh, said to Ridley Scott first thing. I don't like sci-fi or monster movies. And Scott convinced him, of course, what we all know is that it's more of a thriller than a conventional sci-fi horror movie, as horrifying and scary as it is.
1: I was very, I was surprised at how um, it's scary, but it's not terrifying. I've always been told it's terrifying, but this was just engaging. I was just with it the entire time. (sighs) Well, let's bring up the set design. It's really scary when something could become the alien at any point in time. Yeah. It, is, it has the oh that post that like post-Star Wars, let's throw all of our money into special effects and make it look amazing effect. And it still feels like a 1970s B movie, elevated beyond what a B movie is. Right. <laughs> a character Finishing a sentence, someone else speaks, and then that same character talks again, but it's, it's so much better quality. I love that. Some days you sound like you're talking through a sock, and sometimes it's like they're right against your ear.
0: Oh yeah, the ADR is kind of insane, like all movies mm, really ADR, in this you.
1: period. Oh yeah. It really shows through, It, it I kind of like it. It adds to this really weird unease that comes with the movie.
0: <laughs> I love the hum. The low hum of the computer systems on the ship.
1: Mm-hmm. That was very prominent in the scene, in the scenes with the, like, it almost felt like the mother's brain with all the lights popping up, ar- like, around yes. in a little sphere room. That was very 2001 feeling to me. <sighs> also, the fact that it's called Mother Media, it's just, oh, yes, <laughs> Metroid, Mother Brain.
0: Glenn Danzig inspired. (laughs) Of
1: course. (laughs) It's a weird movie to talk about because really just getting into the visual aspect, the sheer tension, every sweaty close up of uh, Sigourney Weaver's face. The surprise that, uh, goodness, what's that character's, um, the actor, Ash, the android? Oh, yeah, Ian Holm. Yes, Ian Holm ending up being an an android was a terrifying oh yeah you didn't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. when when parker knocks his head off and like it splits sounds like i actually just like flinched just oh what's happening i don't get this did you you haven't seen aliens have you i have i knew i know that androids exist but it still was just like whoa 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 why do you look like that and then someone else it's a robot and i go oh thank god that's very interesting yeah i i saw aliens in a group setting like years ago enjoyable great movie game over man, et cetera. It's just cetera, weird because
0: one of the main tensions early in aliens is when she sees Bishop for the first time and mm-hmm. she's like,
1: ah, like, oh
0: my God, like no one told me there would be an Android. It's her first, um, it's her first big red flag to Paul Riser when she joins the squad to go up to LB426 because mm-hmm. of all of this, obviously.
1: Yeah. I didn't catch that at the time. I just, I probably just assumed, assumed, oh, backstory stuff. She hates androids, et cetera, et cetera. And it played into that story because they eventually, you know, there's some camaraderie between them.
0: boy, Jim. Well done. Great storytelling. Gosh. We're all proud of you, Jim.
1: It's remarkable how every single scene he has where it's just someone running down a hallway with a camera is not silly and is, in fact, terrifying each and every time. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. This movie is crazy. It does the seventies thing that where, oh man, how do I compose this uh frame? Just have a jet of smoke cut diagonally across the across the screen. And oh, that's yeah. your and that's your image. I and mean, it's beautiful and what be strange each time. You
0: should look up the deleted scenes where you see the alien and it completely disarms the
1: entire film. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, there are reasons why you don't see it in the
1: end. You know what I mean? Yeah. you do. The, the one time you do kind of see its whole body is when it's flying around in space at the very end looking a little silly.
0: It's a Not six great. foot tall. I, I guess it's like a six foot tall actor. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking at this. I mean, there are scenes where we see some of it, but it is very much like Jaws where it really doesn't create that much of, you know, it creates, it's very much like jaws where it creates the appearance of something, mm-hmm. but it's not, it doesn't ruin it because the imagination is always more effective than what you're going to see on screen, especially in 1979.
1: And worse comes to worst, do a close up of its, uh, of its face, opening the mouth and the second mouth comes out. That's, that's a terrifying image as is with the, uh, the spittle. Exactly. And the acid spit need. too. Oh God.
0: Here's Ridley Scott saying it all for us, really. The most important thing in a film of this type is not what you see, but the effect of what you think you saw, mm-hmm. which is so powerful through Alien.
1: The most, uh, the most focus you get on a physical aspect of the Alien is the characters following the blood fall straight through the yes, ship. Yes,
0: amazing shot. So
1: good. The first half of this movie is probably one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Nothing against the second half. It's just a completely different beast. In, oh, yeah. In a good way. It's a different you know
0: I movie. Mean. I think there's a great sci-fi movie here and a great slasher. Mm-hmm. And it reconciles really nice and comes together, I think, really nicely.
1: Yeah. Obviously, five out of five for me. Oh,
0: well, yeah. You know.
1: This, is, this was a wonderful first watch. This is exactly what I wanted from this movie. And I didn't know it this whole time.
0: Yeah. You know. It's really impressive, I think, the the world also, and the building of the world. Yeah. Like, they're on this crappy old ship. They're sent out there thanklessly. They get caught in this trap, essentially, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Never worked for minimum wage, dude. You might end up Harry Dean Stanton, <laughs> you're just plugged into a wall.
0: That's true, that's true. Uh, have you seen any of the other sequels, by the way? Have you seen Alien 3?
1: You know, I was thinking the other day, I wanted to do a little alien journey. I was going to, I've already seen aliens as I mentioned, but I think I'm going to, I might rewatch alien, then do aliens three resurrection and just keep going from there. Just to, just to give it a go. I haven't seen Prometheus since theaters, which is a good idea on my part.
0: I liked Prometheus. And then, you know, my girlfriend was watching it recently on TV or Mm she pulled it up and was watching it. And yeah, you know, the movie's all right. Yeah. But I was that was my peak Damon Lindelof simping phase, so mm. maybe I'm just brainwashed. Uh,
1: at least you can admit it, right?
0: Yeah, true. That's true. You <laughs> uh, know, I love it. The work print of Alien 3, I think, is really great. Mm-hmm. Or at least, uh, uh, well, for what Alien 3 is, it's really great. I think it's a troubled movie. I think it's an incomplete vision because they ruined it. But... Mm-hmm. I think it's it's workable, <laughs> right? And I haven't seen Alien Resurrection because I'm scared. Much like the Terminator sequels, I'm scared.
1: There's a scene where Ripley makes a really weird shot where she just throws a basketball over her shoulder and it drops in. It's cool. Well, there you go. Now I have to um, see Hellboy almost ruins it by going, holy crap. But he doesn't do it. He just smiles.
0: Wait, Hellboy? Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman.
1: Yeah. Right. He's My that God.
0: Movie. My, that movie that I said I like. Jesus. And that's, you know, I I don't know. What more can you say? Yafakoto, by the way, getting a Criterion Collection Showcase on the channel this month. Mm, Um, A bunch of really cool stuff. Paul Schrader's Blue Collar, which just made a big splash in our art house scene with a uh, 35 millimeter print screen in a couple places. And uh, Midnight Run, which I watched, which was awesome. And uh, maybe stop by whatever streamer this is on and watch Mm -hmm. Alien.
1: Uh, to be honest, I feel like I need to watch this movie at least two more times before I can really come to a concrete idea about this. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. Wow. I, I just it. checked
0: and the streamer is stars. Wah, wah. I mean, I also say like, this is one of those, we were, I was talking on discord with people today about four Ks and, mm-hmm. uh, kind of buying a Blu-ray versus a four K. And I had said that, you know, there are a few four Ks of older movies that it's like, what the fuck? fuck is this wow revelation good right mm-hmm. uh top gun i think fifth element actually looked pretty great i thought all things considered hmm. um, lawrence of arabia 2001 you know what i mean oh of course um, well, of course barry linden's gonna look awesome when it comes to 4k
1: i'm not gonna buy it but i'll certainly steal <laughs> it
0: from you but the alien 4k outrageous we oh, rented gosh. it on voodoo or whatever a couple months ago outrageous stuff i couldn't believe it
1: that actually, do you want to see those? Um, again, those backgrounds. I just want to stare at them. So I'm okay. I think I might just do that. The darkness, <laughs> pause, pause and look at the background.
0: It's the darkness and the detail. You know what I
1: mean, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Beautiful, beautifully composed movie. But, um, that's all I got to say about this movie right now. I'm going to be revisiting this probably for the rest of my life, obviously. Yeah.
0: One of the great cats um, in cinema, one of the most resilient oh, yeah. cats ever. Unlike Mm -hmm. Mr. Bigglesworth and Austin powers. Keeps all his hair. Spoiler alert for aliens, but
1: okay. Uh, Do you have any last thoughts, Gabo?
0: No, you know, it's a great movie. I think it's pretty, I think that we've talked it as much as one can without getting into the nitty gritty of stuff. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen alien, what have you done?
1: What have you done? Stop being like me, get help, watch alien, rent it and give Alan a go.
0: If you haven't seen it, rent it in 4k. If you haven't seen it in a while, rent it in 4k. If you don't have the chance if like or the opportunity or you don't have a 4k TV, save a couple bucks and rent it in HD. It's okay. It's still it's great. It. The, 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 the 2k version of alien, by the way, was incredible at the time and is still
1: great. So whatever
0: until a 4k of alien three comes, I'm not
1: upgrading anyway. So you ready to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time?
0: Yeah, I mean, no big surprise from me that this is one of
1: your favorite movies of all time. It uh, it changes off with Robocop depending on my mood. Yeah, right I mean, a Predator Robocop's
0: a bit more incisive and satirical, and that stuff lands a bit more.
1: Yeah, all of the um, political stuff is there, and it informs a sort of backdrop for Predator. But at the same time, it's Arnold <laughs> saying shit like, stick around. The greatest, the greatest one-liner in any movie ever. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Kevin, he th- he throws a knife, a knife, not a sword, not a machete, <laughs> a knife through someone and it n- sticks them to a wall. It
0: is the best. Okay. <laughs> this is one of the great action movies of all time. John McTiernan's Predator. Jared, you gave me a list of movies you wanted to talk about this summer. Mm-hmm. You picked Predator.
1: Mm-hmm. I have never seen it. So now, Kevin, it's a, uh, it's your duty. Tell me about Predator. What is this movie about?
0: Well, there's a team of military men led yeah. by the Vietnam vet Dutch Schaefer. Mm-hmm. They're they're assigned a mission. They're told that they have to bring in uh, uh, some kind of foreign ambassador. Mm -hmm. And save them from insurgents, right? Mm -hmm. And then Al Dillon, who is played by the great Carl Weathers, um, (laughs) is assigned to join them on the mission. It Mm. turns out that that is a complete trap, and they're stuck on Predator Island. And this movie about old war buddies going back into combat becomes a slasher, Mm. where now this ensemble of kind of forgettable dudes who are like fun, you know, uh, Shane black would later kill the predator franchise for five years with a movie. I frankly haven't seen, but the franchise was killed by it. Right. Um, <laughs> and a writer who I like, by the way, the nice guy is one of the great movies of all time. But anyway, uh that guy dies. All the other guys die. Right. For me personally, no big attachment because you knew they were just going to die.
1: Hey, um, you didn't feel a little, you didn't feel sad when uh, Jesse Ventura died. Okay. Jesse Ventura well well there's a lot of there's a lot to discuss there which
0: is even (laughs) (laughs) jesse ventura throwing around slurs
1: for gay people
0: was not on my 2022 bingo card okay Uh, i have to
1: say i laugh i laugh so hard every goddamn time because it's like you know what you you mad texan just keep going
0: i know i shouldn't laugh but like obviously i don't find those words funny but him
1: saying it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's great. Because he's... Follow- you f- Kevin, you have to understand, he follows it by describing himself as a sexual tyrannosaurus. So you know <laughs> he's, a ca- he's a cartoon character and you can laugh. Just
0: a fucking insane movie. So we started off with this kind of war buddies getting back together for one last rescue, kind of an a team kind of vibe. We mm. go into not directly alien, right? It's more like, it's like the most dangerous game kind of cat and mouse in the jungle deal. And then we get, and then there was one. Pretty much. And it becomes after the greatest payoff of all time, right? In the beginning, we see Alan Dutch shake hands and we linger on Carl Weathers arm. And then Carl Weathers loses his arm and the gun keeps shooting. How amazing was that, by the way? It's my favorite thing in the whole movie. I love it. My favorite part of the whole movie is like, Wait a minute. You mean to tell me the meme is actually a subconscious setup for him losing the arm? I mean, it's the best. It's the were they best. thinking about it on that level? I'm not sure, but amazing if true. Um, the movie then becomes like the last 20 minutes of the Terminator, uh, kind of, sorta the the unstoppable force meeting the ultimate resistance and Arnold, right? And and mm-hmm. the movie just takes on a totally different color again. Hmm. And becomes absolutely amazing.
1: It's nice that they uh they set up Arnie's Boy Scout bullshit early on, as uh, Apollo Creed himself refers to it. Right. And it turns out that's what saves him. And that's what Predator does. I mean, Predator. You know. <laughs> they both have their Boy Scout bullshit, and oh. F- when predator get the predator gets wise to it in the le- very last moment if you haven't seen predator stop go watch the movie again as together. we've
0: said before going forward on Ammonite movie night we are assuming you've seen the movie
1: um this movie is movie's older than we are the movie's older than we are and probably you i mean go i just saw
0: it for the first time it is definitely older than me but i will Not say bad. like if you haven't seen it going forward assume spoilers for all movies in the name of the episode, I mean, come
1: on. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about it. Go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, the bouncing back and forth of the got- of the boys being very clearly so much better than anyone else around them. Arnie lifting the truck and just letting it go, and it and it blows up at the very start of that movie. One of the one of the best ways to start an action scene. Because the show of arnold's massive arms which is part of the movie the arms are as much of a character as he is leading into of course (laughs) knock knock launches a grenade into someone's chest and goes flying (laughs) out a window (laughs) jesse ventura who has no time to bleed it's it's all the goofy 80s action hero stereotypes but they're so funny and charming it feels like a satire but you know you like it. You like it for what it is, even though it's, it's poking fun. Mm. Coming off the, coming off the heels of, um, leading into die hard, which is the eighties action movie is hilarious. He starts out by making fun of action movies and then makes one of the best ones. Right. I mean, McTiernan, I mean, the other, the the other
0: thing is like this whole pitch is a joke, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm pulling from Wikipedia, so please excuse me. Sure. But, You know, the the idea came from jokes about Rocky IV, which we've talked about a lot on the show, kind of in the sidelines. Rocky Mm -hmm. IV is the one where he beats Drago and the Soviet Union, right? And there was a joke going around Hollywood that since Rocky had run out of opponents on Earth, he would have to fight an alien. Mm -hmm. And then Jim and John Thomas took that and ran with it. They wrote a script called Hunter, which is about, you know... a a band of hunters who are tackling whatever targets that then became streamlined to one alien versus a group of men. And then it became the political implications of a bunch of, a bunch of American soldiers going to Central America to do a military operation. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if we're the most equipped to talk about that theme, the political uh, implications of, the Central American military operation that was met by Predator.
1: I think it's a very easy thing to say that America should probably not invade countries and blow shit up in their countries. Oh, I
0: mean, that's, that's what this me. is all about. This is the core. <laughs> I mean, I don't it's, know if I don't know. I, I certainly don't have the historical context for that, but it's certainly a, a story about
1: um about colonization honest, and
0: militarization.
1: and. To be honest, the one thing that I would personally change about this movie is do not see a goddamn spaceship at the very start. You can start out by looking at space, but the idea that the Predator is something in the woods coming alive to kick Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass, I kind of like that a little more. And then it becomes an alien story. Oh, just yeah. Just a little thing. that Just a little thing.
0: I mean, that's an aliens thing also, right? Is the director's cut of aliens has that fucking scene on LV423 that mm. everything else in the director's cut is essential. Sure. But I don't want to see the planet until they land and, and check it out. It's too yeah. scary that way. It's so, so much scarier that way.
1: You don't need to know anything that happens there. All you need is to be on the ship with the characters. <sighs> Did you know that uh, Dolph Lundgren was going to be the predator for a minute?
0: Could you have fucking imagined? What the, would that re- have been like?
1: Bad? Mostly because <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is five nine, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers are like six foot ten or some crap like that. Filming that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Also, this movie is pretty much the inspiration for Metal Gear Solid Three. Outside <laughs> of the, outside of the uh, Soviet American stuff, there is a scene where the main character jumps off a waterfall. Snake later does that.
0: Oh yeah? Is that a direct?
1: How much of that has to be. Has yeah, to be right. It's enough it's enough for you to go, okay, you did something different with the different with this, but you very clearly saw the scene and went, yo. Sick. I mostly I mostly um know about Kojima's like uh Hideo Kojima created Metal Gear for those who don't know with the thing I'm talking about how he was influenced by a lot of american movies including predator how how um watching movies after this how have you seen this uh impact future action movies oh i mean i'm i'm drawing a bit of a blank myself so i i want to hear your i want to hear your take
0: i mean so. predator's influences all over the place to where like i feel like i've seen predator by the amount of times like i've seen the concept done and i've seen yeah. the concept parodied also and yeah. like Oh, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. But when they put Predator in Fortnite. Sorry, Jared, you really t- pick the worst times to take s- sips of water. I oof, I um, really did. When they when they put Predator in Fortnite, they let you essentially play a licensed version of Fortnite that's themed around the Predator. They had a whole section that looked like the Predator jungle from this exact movie with the down plant, maybe not the the skin piles, right? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, it seemed like the predator was hunting you in this one area. Hmm. And so I felt like, oh, like their reactions to predator are kind of like my reactions to predator in Fortnite. <laughs> that, that And <laughs> this is a fucked up thing to say. And I get it. I get it. It is messed up.
1: Adding in Fortnite to the end of any sentence just makes it fucked up.
0: Oh, yeah. It's insane. But, but the thing, you know. I it's one of those movies, The Shining was one. I, I have this happen a lot where I feel like I've already seen it. And that doesn't make it bad because this movie is fucking awesome. Right? And and there are even
1: surprises in there, you know what I mean? What's the matter? The CIA have you pushing too many pencils?
0: <laughs> like <laughs> like there were big surprises from Arnold, right? Like like you really did buy everything he was doing. Talk about this like We talked about Jerry Maguire last week on the Austin pod. And the thing that hits me there is Tom Cruise's performance is just so confident and so charismatic. And Arnold really, despite the very strong accent is the same way where you're more inclined to believe him than most other people. Even though. Yeah.
1: Even though he's almost a cartoon character. He exudes such confidence in what he's saying and what he's doing. You go with it. You believe I'd say this is. This is the start of Arnie's height of his powers starting here and like into Terminator 2 is just, oh, he's the most powerful human being on the planet. And as both an actor and just the fact that his muscles are like the size of a child.
0: (laughs) And this (laughs) is 87. This is 87. So this is around the period where he's going to start to kind of branch out. Mm -hmm. Right. Let me pull Um, up his filmography here. If you look at Arnold's filmography here, he's in Predator and The Amazing The Running Man in the same year. Have you seen that?
1: Of course. Oh, Running Man is amazing. so
0: sick. I mean, you know, it's the price is right with Arnold, right? So.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Horrible Death. Uh, and you know, he does so he does Red Heat. I don't even know what that movie is. He does Twins with Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. So we start like he makes a couple of action movies here, right? Total Recall, Terminator 2. Last action hero bridges the, it rides the line, but it's more, it's more family actually. Mm -hmm. But like, okay, for action movies, let's say you have Predator, Running Man, Total Recall, Terminator 2, True Lies, Eraser, Batman and Robin, end of days, he starts to fall off around this time. Then he's
1: Terminator 3.
0: Right. Terminator 3 is where I cut it off because it's like, well, he went to go be governor and you know, he doesn't have a credit until the Expendables, Mm -hmm. Um, but then he also does comedies. They hear like twins and kindergarten cop and junior and jingle all the way, of course, which was legendary in my home. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is kind of where that stuff starts to fork, right? He starts to experiment a little bit and predator feels experimental and new in the way that it kind of turns three different genres on their head. Really? Mm -hmm. It's cool stuff.
1: Letting him, honestly, letting him be a talkative, charismatic guy is a big step for him. His first role was Arnie Screams, right? Conan the Barbarian, and all that. And Terminator, he had five five lines. <laughs> it was just, it's just cool to see him get better as an actor, and just as an entertainer. Right. Yes. He talked. He talked a little bit about, um, like. Like the script, like the script. And apparently he came in, he came in to like, he read this credit, the script for predator and said, oh, this is cool and all, but wouldn't it be better if we had more people? So it's not just one-on-one because that's kind of boring.
0: Right. And that made the whole thing so much more inventive. Oh, like yeah. imagine an actor this year having a note like that, that changes the script and makes it legendary with the Jesse Ventura and the Shane Black of it all. Like, mm-hmm
1: it's honestly, it's actually an inverse of Rambo first blood where it's one guy against a bunch of, um, guys who aren't as good as him
0: flipped. Yeah. Well, it's a whole other, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> how do we talk about Sly versus Arnold? I mean, um,
1: we bring up, we bring up the time, uh, Sly start alongside Estelle Getty.
0: Oh God. Oh God. Anyway
1: anyway imagine imagine leaking that you're interested in the worst script of all time just to see if your rival will take the bait Ugh. what a dick
0: <laughs> I I think the difference with Sylvester Stallone though is that there's a, a a knack to it that Arnold has that Sly may never have had and maybe that's a hot take I enjoyed the Rocky movies and stuff um, but I mean come on you've seen Rocky 5 right like
1: uh, he sly has sly has charisma but not as much as arnold schwarzenegger
0: right and i also think he just doesn't have like as much of a knack for fucking making a movie you know yeah. like he wrote rocky i have a conspiracy theory that he wrote rocky because he thought he could beat up muhammad ali oh yes right oh god definitely. which is like text definitely. remember i did oh, the rocky yeah. journey last fall mm-hmm.
1: remember? Oh, yeah we talked about that great
0: man mm, rocky 3 i gotta watch rocky 3 again Anyway, so the good. point is, folks. Arnold Schwarzenegger knows what makes a fucking movie,
1: and he's amazing. When you went into this, and you when you went into this, what did you expect, and what did you get coming out of this? I'm asking very, very pinpoint and at questions, just because I'm. This is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I'm not joking you when know, I say that. Yeah,
0: I expected I Arnold. I knew get to the chopper. I knew Carl Weathers handshake. That And I knew that there was some element of cat and mouse with the cloaking predator um, Mm -hmm. because I had seen Alien versus Predator. And that's really all I expected. I didn't know anything about Jesse Ventura. I didn't even know he was in the movie. When I saw his credit, I didn't believe it. (laughs) I just did not believe it. You know, I mean, ditto half the ensemble. Although I'll say like the ensemble is not the most because they're all like born to die. Yeah, they're not the most, you know, this is not, you know, Vasquez and company from uh, aliens.
1: They're a bunch of goofballs with uh, charisma, but not much character.
0: Yeah, which is fine because they're slasher characters, right? Yeah. Like, what is the name of the boyfriend that Mike Myers cosplayed as in Halloween one? We don't know. Ooh, nope. We don't Hell know.
1: No. I know most of these characters by their actor's name. I like seeing Bill Duke yeah true. he's great. He's very good.
0: um, yeah, and then you know the 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 all three movies are great in their own way, <laughs> like every act is their own thing, like I said, mm-hmm. it was their own vibe. I liked
1: uh I liked anna the the insurgent that they pick up. Oh, I love the scene where she picks up the gun and Arnie just no and kicks it out of her hand. I loved that. that was such a nice, nice little bit. Cause it reaffirms that uh, at the very start of the movie, Arnie talks about uh, we're a rescue unit. We don't do assassinations and it, it, it just adds a little more character to this, to this Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. Right. Which you need when the movie is cat and mouse. So what they should do for the next movie when they get Arnie back, um, seeing as how his character in this was, he, he want, he created a place for soldiers to actually do good. What should happen next is um, Arnold uh, gets an eye patch and founds a base called Outer Heaven. Oh my God! And uh. then the Terminator comes back in time and has to infiltrate and beat up Dutch with his eye patch. And the Terminator will be called the Predator, and that's the Predator. Okay. It's a crossover.
0: Keep in mind that you're pitching this to be made today with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I have to say that I do not think that uh, he wants to make movies anymore. Good for I him. mean, he certainly appears in movies and he gets paid well. He's becoming one of these actors a little bit where yeah. he'll, he will show up in your movie if you pay him his day rate. Yeah.
1: I was mostly just doing a silly little idea, but it's, um, it's the guy, let the guy rest, let the guy hang out. He was the gut. Go- he was a governor. He's an actor. Just, doesn't need to do anything
0: is there a franchise that you won't turn into a metal gear remake kingdom hearts touche (laughs) touche uh jared do you have anything else for predator any kind of stray notes anything you picked up i know you really love this movie so anything else you want to shine a light on real quick
1: no not really it's a wonderful wonderful movie you can revisit it as many times as you like and (sighs) get something new each time I find even if it's just little little things like I said when he kicks the gun out of her hand I notice it every time but for some reason this time it, just, it resonated I liked it a lot
0: that's all yeah Go watch I mean this movie. yeah it's fucking great I have it at four stars because I need to give it some room to grow I think <laughs> and I think I'll
1: come to appreciate it in time mm-hmm. this movie is a five for me obviously well
0: yeah of course of course. And uh, hey, you know, this is a super timely episode because as you're hearing it, you may have already seen the movie Prey. Um, you can buy a ticket to Hulu.
1: Two tickets Well, I just showed my ass.
0: <laughs> Oops. It's a Fox searchlight. It's a 20th century Fox movie. So it's only being screened in dumpsters and back alleys so they can claim it didn't make any money. So when it becomes time to dissolve 20th century into the Walt Disney Company, no one bats an eye. Because that's how they operate. I mean, that's my theory. But anyway, anyway. Kevin, how'd you get my notes? Anyway. Hey, but Andor trailer, huh? The cycle starts again. Enjoy it. Anyway, no. Fool me 50 times. I'll watch it when it's done. Folks, this is the end of the episode. (laughs) Come back next week. We're doing uh, doing a super gay movie called Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And Mm. a really gay, meaning happy movie. Jason lives a very goofy film. So that's very exciting. If you have any notes about those movies, you can send it to us at amntpod at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe you'll be a part of the show. Who knows? But until then
1: for Jared, this is Jared, Jared, say goodnight, Jared. Cause I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you.
0: (laughs) Good night, everybody.